Weepa team is proud to bring you Weepa Waves, the sound waves of your career. And the F words, the taboo stops here. Let's tackle the tough issues together. Hi, my name is Lindsay Rainwater. I am the founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. We believe that storytelling has a magical way of connecting us all. We give a voice to tough topics and break down any fear of being alone. Weefa Waves is the podcast devoted to the sound waves of your career, giving voice to our global community. Please also enjoy our newest addition to our podcast family, F-Words. We highlight the taboo topics and feature words like fertility, finance, facelift, and fillers. We're going to break down any tough issues that we might face together. Enjoy today's episode of Weefa Waves and F-Words. On today's episode of Weefa Waves, we are incredibly grateful that we are sitting here with a host of female writers. The Weefa Writers Academy has kicked off, and today we're going to be hearing from each of the Academy participants about their experience, their excitement, their enthusiasm, and their goals around what this is. You're probably wondering, what is the Writers Academy? Well, Um, We're here to help women live their purpose and share their stories. And by encouraging you to express yourself through written written word, you will inspire more women to do the same. By giving you tools to step in your power and claim your spotlight, we can help you share your greatness with the world. Because at WIFA, together we grow. And so together we change the world. Jen, why don't you give a few nitty gritty details about the program? So what the Writers Academy is, is it's a 60-day intensely uh, mentor-led program for a small group of exclusively WIFA members. Um, You'll create articles and blogs and be our featured writers for the WIFA retreats. Um, WIFA is, is really all about promoting your stories. So it's going to be promoted on our blogs, our retreats, and obviously the Weep Waves podcast. Um, and the goal is for you to really be able to take the next step as a writer, because at the end of this academy, you will have created a, a, a portfolio to, to start using to promote to promote yourself as a writer, and you will have already been published across the WIFA channel. So we are here to support you in your goal of, of stepping into your identity as a writer. So that's the WIFA Writers Academy. So what we're going to do now is let's just do a, a quick introduction, who you are, what you do, and where you live. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm going to call on you as I see you on screen. So Jody, you're first for me. Hi there, everybody. My name is Jody Bedger. I, I am a fitness educator, uh, a pro trainer with CanFit Pro, as well as the head coach at an Orange Theory studio and budding author and mother of adult children and basically love to motorbike i can't remember exactly what you wanted me to say jennifer i'm sorry so that's oh no but you said it you said it (laughs) who you are where you live what you do and 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 you covered a lot of it like maybe the last time you ate a cupcake oh i don't know that no we're good (laughs) wonderful thank you melissa you're next everyone. My name is Melissa Cruz and I am from Houston, Texas. Um, For my full-time job, I am a fitness coordinator at the University of Houston downtown. And as a side gig, I do um, my Seize the Moment wellness coaching. Um, But that's pretty much about me. (laughs) Wonderful. Nice to meet you, Melissa. (laughs) Michelle, you're next. Hi, everyone. My name is Michelle Leachman. I um, originally am from Idaho, but I live in sunny San Diego, California. I am the professional educational services program manager at the American Council on Exercise. That's my full-time job. And then I also am a master coach for core health and fitness. And I get to teach group fitness at Equinox and EOS. So I stay pretty busy. 
<laughs> Definitely. Whenever, whenever I hear you introduce yourself, I'm like, wow. Whenever I think I'm busy, I'm just going to think of Michelle. <laughs> Thank you very much. Karen, you're next. Hi, everyone. My name is Karen Salenzi, and I'm from Calgary, Alberta. I'm a master trainer for Team ICG and Life Fitness for North America, and a master trainer for Live North in Canada. In addition to that, I'm an education specialist, providing certification for CanFit Pro in group fitness instructors and personal trainers. And in addition to that, I love teaching fitness classes, and I love writing, and I am thrilled to be here today. Wonderful. Karen, you've got one of those voices I can just close my eyes and listen to. (laughs) Welcome. Amanda, you're next. Great. Well, like Michelle, I was also raised in Idaho. So good to see or hear from another Idahoan. I was raised on a ranch, so I love being outside in nature. Uh, I'm a Life and Night Award recipient, so I raise funds for cancer research every year. And I'm a certified ACE health coach, and I work for Profile by Sanford as a health coach there, and I'm also an English teacher to Brazilians, so that's fun. Uh, I encourage other people to reset their hearts through, I have a book, I'm an author, it's called Encouraging Widows, and I wrote that with 18 other women, and then the book that will be coming out soon is called Marshalling Beats of Your Heart. Wonderful. Maybe it's something about Idaho that you have a lot of energy and a lot to contribute to the world. Wonderful, Amanda. Nice to meet you. Larissa. Hello. My name is Larissa Brown, and I'm coming out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I am an ACE certified personal trainer, Afro group exercise instructor, and an ACSM certified exercise physiologist. Really love certifications. Um, I got my master's degree in exercise science from Georgia State University, and that's where I'm currently working as the coordinator for group exercise and instructional programs. So uh, campus recreation is where where I'm at right now. Got about 13 years of various experience in different areas of fitness. Um, And my main goal right now is helping fitness professionals develop in their career through training and mentorship opportunities. I'm all about professional development. So that's one of the big things that I've been working on in my role now. Um, So yeah, I'm a wife, a mom, and I love learning and I really love being able to share all my knowledge and experience with others. Wonderful. What a, what a power packed uh, group we have. Really, really wonderful to know you, Larissa. Um, I'm last, but absolutely not least. I want to make sure that we introduce the mentor of the Writers Academy. That is Lisa Greenbaum. Hey everyone. So I'm Lisa Greenbaum. I am based in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Uh, I'm a yoga therapist and educator and have been in the fitness and wellness industry for 20 years. Um, And writing has been a passion of mine since I was a small child. In fact, I wanted to be a writer before I fell into or arrived in the fitness industry. And so it's really, um, it's been quite amazing over the last probably 10 years, I kind of started to come full circle and add writing into the repertoire of what I was delivering, writing articles for magazines, and um, more importantly, what I hold to my heart, which is completely an unpaid gig, which is my blog. And so just sharing a piece of my heart um, out into the world with, with that. So yeah, very happy to be here and be a part of this group with these amazing women. And it's been such a pleasure to read their work and also see just in such a short time how the work is evolving. So yeah, it's been it's been really lovely. Can't wait to get into some of these questions. Let's do it. Lindsay, are you going to kick us off with questions? Yes, I sure am. I'm so glad I was muted because I kept saying, wow, and amazing. <laughs> And inspiring, you know, it's why I muted myself because I can hardly handle, you know, the excitement when I start to hear y'all introduce yourselves, because what a group I feel honored just to be sitting here interviewing you. So we're going to go around the room and talk about your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal as a writer and put that out into the universe. Because one of the things we've noticed is claiming that 
energetically and saying it and naming it has so much to do with bringing it into fruition. So I would love to start with Karen. Karen, can you tell us about your BHAG as a writer? Lindsay, I'm really glad that you said that because I absolutely agree that once you commit to these goals, the universe just has a way of placing it in your lap with a little bit of work on our part. So my big, hairy, audacious goal, the key objective really was to be as effective in my writing as possible without losing any of my authenticity. So I had four main points. I wanted to become an ongoing contributor to a major magazine publication within a 12 month period. And then I also wanted to streamline my writing process by using a better foundation over the next 60 days, which this program absolutely has provided. So thank you for that. Number three, I want to become an editor's dream client because whenever I submit a magazine article, it just, it, it kills me a little bit inside every time I get the uh, article back with those red text and strike through. So I want to be better at writing so that editors are like, I love what she does and she makes my job easier. But the fourth and most important goal that I have is to be a mentor and a supporter to others in their desire to share their voice, because it can be very frightening. It can be very overwhelming and it can also be difficult to, to get out there. So I'm just happy to have a space in this world, a space in this group and the opportunity to improve myself so that I can then pass that on to others. Pure magic. And thank you for how succinct that was. I think the universe heard it loud and clear. I know I did, and I will be holding space for those aspirations with you. Larissa, I would love to hear from you. Hey, so my goal, um, so initially, um, I, when I was sitting down and thinking about my goal, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, <laughs> but what I, what I want now is I want to launch my fitness professional blog before the end of the fourth quarter. I used to write a lot and then I stopped <laughs> right after, actually, right after I had my son, I stopped blogging and I used to blog about fitness all the time. So I want to start again with intent and purpose. Um, I want to create a blog that fellow fitness professionals can use as a resource and I would also like to be able to create documents that can be um, repurposed and reused and potentially create supplemental income for me and my family. And I would love to get published and picked up by, um, by one of the major organizations like an ACE or an, or an AFA or ACSM and be able to write for them as well. You are in the perfect place for those things. Yes, I love it. And it's, you know, I would imagine too, your writing has evolved over the years and what you have to give the world now with those transformational experiences under your belt, I'm sure it's going to be super juicy and robust as well. So you're in the right place. I love it. How about Michelle? Can you share with us your BHAG in this program? Absolutely. And Larissa, I think that 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 sounds perfect for ACE content. It's very inspirational. Um, So my goal as a writer what's crazy is I don't read a lot. I don't make the time for it, but I make the time to write. And with that, my goal as a writer is I've always wanted to get into that medical health space. And this is based off of my own personal experiences um, and research. I find that women are treated differently in healthcare. And that's something that isn't spoken enough about. And I want to draw awareness and help to educate uh, through my skills as a writer. And there's still a lot that I need to learn. So at this point, I've become much more of a reader. And I have about eight different medical books that I'm working through in terms of compassion and trying to educate myself um, to better enhance my writing. And in addition to that, I love love. Um, I'm a very emotional I love emotion. Um, And so I want to be able to let my readers feel emotion. And so I'm kind of spread out very broad, both in the medical space and then also in just real inspired by true events, love stories. Michelle, it's so great. It's been fun getting to know you too over the last couple of months and she's a go-getter. I can tell you that much. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Melissa, can you share with us your BHAG? Yes. So my BHAG first and foremost is 
Number one, to first get over my own fears. Um, I've learned over the last couple of years, I have a lot, lots of self-limiting beliefs and which has kind of led me to, you know, what I am writing about and everything as well. But um, to do that, but also to inspire others throughout my journey as well. So when I'm creating um, my writing pieces, I'm trying to be as relatable as possible, think, keeping my audience in mind, but also trying to be honest to myself as well, you know. So um, really just to uh, overcome the fear, be a mentor to others, be that um, as relatable as possible, and just to inspire others to step outside of their comfort zone and, and push past those limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Melissa, that's beautiful. And the I, the element of storytelling and relating is so healing for so many. So I appreciate your willingness to do that. And I can't wait to read your work. Thanks for being Thank here. You. Thank you. Amanda, would you like to share your BHAG? Sure. So I have two main, big, hairy, audacious goals. The first one is I'd like to write an article that is good enough to be published in health. It's a magazine, a local magazine. So I live now in St. George, Utah. So it's the Southwest Utah Public Health Magazine. So I want to be published in that magazine. And then the other one is I just sent in uh, my memoir to be to an editor, Marshalling Beats of Your Heart. And I want to sell at least $4,000 worth of books in the first quarter of 2022. So in those first three months of 2022. Love the specifics. And I love that you can hold that magazine in your hand and you're like, this is it. This is the magazine. This is it. So great. Thank you, Amanda. Jody, will you share your BHAG with us? I will. And I I have three aspects to it, but I want to say this is the first time I've ever said this out loud. You guys are so empowering and I feel so safe with everybody. So thank you. Um, I, my BHAG really is to write a fictional novel that shares a story from my life that will help others to heal. Mm. Um, Whoa. What's the first step? Well, I need to find my voice as an author and, and, and I want to explore different forms as well of writing and, and then, you know, in a practical sense, if I can make this a gig that allows me to work remotely one day, uh, you know, that would be awesome too. Heck yeah. How did that feel in your body saying that out loud? I'm a little shaky right now. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was like, big, deep breath. We're breathing with you too. I heard you. I see you. Congratulations. Speaking that out is a very big milestone. So way to, way to do that. First step. Huge. Okay, moving on to the next question. What is what is one of your big takeaways since starting the Writers Academy? Like what have you had any aha moments or or things that you've learned that were maybe unexpected? I'm gonna start with Melissa. First, I need to apologize. I'm in a room and the elevator's right there. So if y'all hear something, that's what it is. Um, okay. Um one of my big takeaways since starting this journey was first, I'm amazed at how far I've become, because when I say that I'm so fearful of judgment, I am, it is like really up there. I don't know what happened to me when I was young, but apparently it is carried over and I'm, I'm doing my best to crush over it. Um, as I was going through some of the, the, uh, the topics, one of it was on growth and, and um, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And, as I was researching, I realized that I really had a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And I was like, whoa, are you kidding me? Here I am writing, thinking that I, all this time it's all about growth for me. And then I, I received feedback from Lisa and I was like, man, I'm kind of bummed, you know, you know, she had a lot of edits and everything. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Um, but then I was like, no, this is what I need. You know, this is what I need to move forward. So that for me was a big aha moment. So thank you so much. I love the mentorship because I need it. <laughs> so thank you. I just Wonderful. want to pop in too, because uh, Melissa used that for her inspiration for her second blog. So I got to read about that this week. Yeah. So thank you. I know that's really tough, Melissa. So big hearts to you. I love the, I love the growth mindset. It's, it's always uh, shapes you to the core. You have to, 
you have to really put the magnifying glass on yourself. So that it's really, it's really brave. It's especially if, if your fear is that judgment, it's been a, that's a huge step way to go. Amanda. Yes, I have learned a lot of things, but one of the biggest takeaways, uh, Lisa has had us read quite a bit. She's given us a lot of information to read. And one of the things that I learned from that was to write small. And what I mean by that is that my work is a window into the whole room. So I need to keep my intention very clear very front and center, center. Like you think of, you know, when you go shopping and you're window shopping, the things that the people put in the window are the most wanted items, you know, that's going to grab your attention and get you in the store. So that's probably the, my biggest takeaway so far is to keep what you're writing small. And by small, I mean clear. Your intention's clear. I really like how how you articulated that because I can I, I really understand what you mean. That that's really cool. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. So so with me, I started the program just a little bit late. Uh, with that, one of my I have a couple of takeaways with it, but I had to really refocus my time management and deadlines. And this is a commitment that I think you need to really be prepared for. And I wasn't. Um, so in the first week and a half, I started really playing catch up and I realized that that takes up your evenings, but it's what I wanted to do. And so it really made me reshift, um, where my focus was and then having a mentor to write back on things like even my why statement or kind of my intro of what I would put in my LinkedIn thinking, yeah, I got this dialed in having somebody go back and say, you could fine tune here, here, and here. And then once you read it and you see it, it's like that light bulb moment, you're like this it takes a team and really having a mentor changes your perception. And it's been so helpful. Um, another big takeaway is being challenged to read more because I had said, I don't read as often as I should, but learning that we can start sentences with because or, but, and it's, it's so different from what we were taught in grade school. And that that's been a game changer for me. So it's been a huge takeaway. Really cool. Yeah. Conversational writing is is so freeing. Wonderful. Theresa. So I would say that my biggest takeaway so far is that I actually enjoy writing. (laughs) Um, Prior to this academy, I think I kind of looked at it more as a chore or a task I, I had to complete. But with the structure of the academy and having kind of that set aside time where I know, okay, I'm going to spend this amount of time and I'm going to write. And I tell everybody in my house, Hey, this is my time. I'm going to be writing and working on this content. And then knowing that I have a deadline, that structure has been very mind shifting for me because before it was like, okay, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it or I'll try and get to it. But now having that structure has really changed the game for me. So after the academy concludes, that's definitely what I'm going to need for myself is that same structure. So that's, that's been wonderful. It's like, once you create a boundary for yourself and a space to do it, all of a sudden you start doing it. So, and you know, like I, I know the, the deadlines in this academy are no joke. So I have a serious amount of respect for the amount of commitment that you've all put to get to this, to get to this point. Like, serious respect. Karen, can you talk about your biggest takeaway? Absolutely. So I have literally just experienced my biggest takeaway in the last 20 minutes. As I was listening to all of you amazing women talk about your big, hairy, audacious goals, I was thinking, I need to get to know these women more. I need to get to know these women better because they're absolutely fascinating, the backgrounds and what their own goals are and how motivating your goals are to others. So my big takeaway is I want to connect with all of you more to learn more because things that you've been saying, I've been, you know, 
hitting my hand on the desk saying, yes, and I absolutely agree. And what an amazing goal. So that's my big takeaway. It wasn't what I thought it would be, but it is now. Here, here. Well said. Jody. what's your biggest takeaway? Well, my biggest takeaway is that there is a support for, for to become a writer like this, that that actually is hitting really uh, hard for me that there's a path and there's people that want to help like you, you and, and, and uh, Lynn, Lisa and Lindsay and Weefa. It's just been fantastic. Yay. I'm turning it over to Lisa. All right. So um, the next question that we have for you is what is an area you have identified that you need to improve on? Um, so I would love to jump in and ask Amanda first. What do you think? Well, I have a lot of improvements I can make, uh, and I really respect you, Lisa, for for taking the time to edit my work and all of our work, and I know that's a lot of work for you, too, but I'd say the, the area that I need to improve on the most, through your edits, I've learned that I really need to show more instead of tell. I've noticed when I write and I'm actually showing, I'm portraying, you know, like the picture of the window I just portrayed, um, then it really resonates more with people than just telling them the facts. Because I, I tend to be very direct, but I notice if I, if I show more of what I'm trying to portray, that's probably the thing I need to work on the most. Cool. Thank you. And, you know, one of the things, and this is for everybody, um, when it comes to feedback, um, I, I don't joke around. I, I, um, I share all of it. I don't hide. I don't worry. And I don't want to say this like in a, in a mean way, I don't worry about feelings because I've always thought that feedback is how we move forward. Um, I try to word it nicely. Uh, but I know that sometimes that's that's kind of the hardest thing going through the program is that, you know, we lay it all on the line and we're using our words and choosing our words. And then we're like, OK, send. And then you get it back. Right. And it's like all these comments are like, oh, no. So please, um, please know that all all of this is for for just us to grow. And I think it was Michelle that said that really it's the second set of eyes. Right. Like that objective. Um, objective second set of eyes that that is really kind of the opportunity of the academy um, and I know if I go back and read some of my old stuff I wish I had a second set of eyes you know and even stuff I posted a couple of weeks ago right so anyways okay uh, Melissa what do you think your uh what you would like to um improve on <laughs> Well, I definitely feel kind of in the same boat where I know I need to go back and, and um, improve upon my writing skills just in general, going back and just re, I know, you know, I think I said it in one of the lessons to take 24 hours and then come back to it, you know, so I try to do that, but there's, I'm so thankful for your feedback, <laughs> even though it can be a little hard sometimes, you know, to be like, okay, but it's good. It's what I need. And um you know, just the writing skills in general is, is what I need to improve upon and, and um, just keep going, you know, because that is what's going to make me a better writer, you know, failing a lot of times and then getting back up. So, <laughs> yes. Without question, you can read any blog that's out there on writing. You can read any book that's out there on writing. Everyone says the same thing. The only way to get better as a writer is to write. That's it. Right. Michelle. Yeah, so I, I want to go back for just a moment. You had said that um, giving that feedback, that criticism is is what you do. And I think that that's so beneficial in so many ways. I, I know that when I get performance evaluations or anything at work, I don't want to necessarily hear all the good things. But do I dwell on the one or two bad things forever? Yes, very much so. Uh, with that, though, I've learned over time, especially actually in the pandemic, that to be more blunt and honest and provide that constructive criticism, even with colleagues or best friends. It's how I've developed some of the strongest relationships that I have. And I think that we need that criticism to be able to grow. Um, so absolutely, it's been very beneficial. A huge area that I need to work on, which has always been an issue with me because I like to just talk and write, is that I write too much. You give us an outline, 500, 700 words, 800. Second blog, 800 some. 
And in my head, I think it's okay. And then I go back and I reread comments. It's not okay that if that's the rules, then technically you're not following the rules and you have to improve upon those things. So I have to work better on saying more clearly what my point is or what I'm trying to convey in terms of information um, and work on not writing too much. Yeah, that's that definitely is a challenge. But, you know, and I think I might have added this in the feedback, write it all, write it all, but then go back and read it and like pop out some of the sentences and paragraphs and just stick them somewhere else. Um, it's not wasted, but yeah, we do. We, especially if we have an article, you know, one page and the editor's trying to fit it into one page on a magazine, your word counts, your word count. And if you don't take it out, they're going to take it out. Right. So Larissa. So I would say one of the areas that I found that I need to improve on is my confidence in my unique voice view and experience. I think it's one of those things, especially in the fitness industry, probably exists in other industries too, where you feel like you're reinventing the wheel or it's already been done. So why does anybody want to hear it from me? Um, But I try to remember that my writing is a lot like teaching a fitness class. Um, Even though I'm teaching a circuit training class and my colleague maybe teaching that class too, we're going to teach it two different ways. Um, And people will resonate with the way I teach it versus the way she teaches it based on our unique personality and the way we present that information. So I'd I'd say that's probably one of my my biggest things um, that I need to improve on. It's just being confident in the fact that there is space for me in the writing world and that my voice, view, and experience are just as important as everyone else's. Without question, without question. And you know how to continue to beef up that confidence for yourself. Stay on top of the resources from WIFA because they do it for me every single month. The TED Talks, the articles, the meet and greets, you know, times like this. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, so Karen, what, uh, what area have you identified that you'd like to improve on? I need to keep my writing simple. I think as a society, we've got many different and sometimes conflicting things that require our time, energy, and attention. So I want my writing to be simple, impactful, and direct so that someone just like yourselves who pick up that article, read that blog, take a look at that magazine, immediately understands the point that I'm trying to make and has some actionable items after the fact. Awesome. Awesome. You know, think about it when you're scrolling Facebook or Instagram, what do you stop on? What are you reading? What's catching your attention? Thanks, Karen. And Jody. The area I want to work on is turning on my voice, my writing voice with a really busy schedule and, and finding, you know, settling down into a bit of a sense of flow with it is, is my goal. Wonderful. Schedule, 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 schedule. That's great. Thank you so much, Jody. Lindsay, I'm going to turn it back over to you. All right. Well, this question is arguably one of my favorites because we get to celebrate where you're at in the program and talk about what you are most proud of since you began. And I am a big fan of pausing to celebrate. And it's something that I'm constantly reminding myself to do. So this is our opportunity to shine bright. So let's start with, how about Larissa? Can you tell us what are you most proud of from starting this program? I'd say that what I'm most proud of is committing to this process. I have definitely signed up for some different content courses before. Um, They either moved too fast or too slow, or it just wasn't the right timing. I think we all know timing is so important, but I'd already put it out there that I wanted to start writing again, that I wanted to start up my blog and got accepted into WIFA, then got it, then got into the Academy and I was, and it was just perfect timing for everything. So I'm just really excited that I've been able to commit to this process. Good for you. That's a huge accomplishment and celebration for you. And I love, I believe it was, you were chatting earlier about clearing your schedule and your family knows like this, this is my time. That's very hard to do inside a family dynamic often. Um, and so kudos to you. Woohoo. Celebrating. All right, Amanda, 
Would you like to share with us what you're most proud of? Sure. And it relates to, to Larissa's in a way, because I think what I'm most proud of is I'm putting more of myself in my writings. So, so I'm embracing those quirks and the scars and I'm walking into the room and walking into my writings and just putting more of who I am, you know, like the song, this is me in the greatest showman. Such a good song. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so even those, those things that maybe aren't so beautiful and not so pristine, um, I, I'm putting more of those in, but I'm also using more scientific support. So kind of finding the balance between those, I think I'm, I'm doing better at that since starting this magic. Oh, way to be vulnerable too. It's sometimes tough to share those things and let them out. And then you go, Ooh, this is fun. I, I feel more alive now writing this down. Jody, what are you feeling proud of? Um, I'm feeling proud of actually, I, I committed to this along with probably three other things when I was in the, a, a moment of very big transition in my career, <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, and then I promptly, you know, had a rebound into a whole new job. <laughs> Hey there. Oh, yes, I'll come work for you now. Well, yes. And I'd already committed to all this other stuff. So I, I, I'm actually really most proud of acknowledging that I have limits and I have priorities and I'm okay with what I can do. And I will be, and I'm very okay with what I will get out of this process. Even if it's not as much as what I'd hope to, I'm still going to come away with forward progress. And I, I, I'm very proud of that mm-hmm. sense of self-acceptance. Yeah. Well, the awareness around that shows such strong emotional intelligence as it is. So way to go, Jody. I see you. Michelle. Yeah. I was hoping actually I could follow what Jody said. Jody, you couldn't have said it any better. Um, I would absolutely agree that one of the things that I'm most proud of is recognizing that we do have limits. Uh, I like to be very busy and I like to be very involved, uh, both in my full-time job and then all my endeavors on the outside. And as silly as it may sound, I have had to, or I have chosen to quit looking at Instagram and quit wasting screen time. And that has drastically dropped. And I've been able to add more time into reading what our different assignments are and trying to retain what I'm reading too, because that was the big problem that I've learned more and more about myself is that I'm so busy with so many things all the time that the things that matter to me, I need to slow down and focus and sometimes reread and then I can retain it better. And with that, with the slowing down piece, uh, I've found that even in just this short duration, I go back and reread the emails that I'm sending out and I catch the your versus you. Um, in my writing, I will reread what I've written, just small little changes like that, that don't sound like as big of a, a huge change, but it's only been a matter of a few weeks here. And there's already been so many changes that has been provoked by this, by this awesome opportunity in the academy. Mm, Well, you're bringing such a conscious awareness, right? So every time you type out an email or even a text message, you're practicing. And so how lovely that you have some conscious awareness around, okay, I'm going to pause for a minute, read this. How does it land? And then press send. That's an incredible exercise all in itself. So bravo. And being able to articulate it, by the way, is also a huge accomplishment. (laughs) Uh, Karen, will you please share with us your, your, What are you proud of so far? So when I initially thought about this question, immediately the answer came to me. But now that I'm listening to everyone, I'm like, wow, my answer sounds really shallow. (laughs) Um, But it's not shallow in that it shows that if you put in the work, it will work. And I think that this is what's so important, what the WEFA Foundation has shown us and this Writers Academy has shown us. You've given us a guideline. You've given us deadlines. You um, have given us the expectation of this needs to happen at this date. And so I sat down and I was following everything to the letter and I was very proud of staying on track and on task. And there was just something so very empowering and emboldening about it that I was like, I'm going to send out a query now. And I sent out a 
query to one of the magazines and I got two writing assignments out of it. So I was like, this works. So I think, you know, writing down those intentions and just sticking with the work and following the plan works. So it sounds a little shallow, but yay for the format. It works. Karen, it's not, I personally, I don't think it's shallow at all. It's the, in the action that the discovery happens. And so you had that momentum, you had that energy and you recognize and capitalize it. And those milestones are there in order for you to celebrate along the way. So bravo, you're, 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 you're following the system as it's been designed for you to have a magical experience and voila, Melissa, can you share what you're most proud of? I'm most proud of really just pushing through my boundaries. Again, I I know I mentioned my self-limiting beliefs, but it really is a huge issue for me. And for me to continue going and not pay attention to those excuses that I try to make up sometimes (laughs) um, has been phenomenal for me. So again, with that timeline and and those deadlines, they've been so helpful um, to keep me going. And it's something that I've dedicated to. So I'm so proud of myself for being able to stay dedicated and just going outside of that, that comfort zone. Good for you, Melissa. That's wonderful. Jennifer, I'm going to hand it back over to you. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about the uh, editorial piece that, and the subject that you've chosen to write on for your, um, for your article contribution for the WeFo retreat and for the blog and for yourself and for your portfolio. So what I'm, what I'm really curious about is what topic did you select and why did you select it? So I will start with Jody. Okay. Lisa's probably shaking at what I'm going to say because she's seen very little of my work so far, but uh, what I want to is I'm still narrowing down the topic. So it's either help a hormonal 13 year old girl has taken over my 45 year old body or gracefully getting through menopause, or you're not losing your mind. It's just the change. So something along those lines, um, why I want to write about it is because I'm actually, I, my doctor promises me I'm very close to the end of my journey with this. Um, and she keeps looking at me with these sad eyes going, it's almost over, Jody. It's gotta be almost. So I just want to share because if I'd known in my late thirties, what I was actually going through, it would have saved me a lot of, uh, pain, I think, because so much of it was like, am I like, what it what is going on? You know, you, you feel like, is it something within yourself? And it is something within yourself, but it's something that is not, not in, under your control. And I, I related it to that 13 year old girl. Cause how many of us were absolutely tortured human beings at 13 and welcome to menopause. <laughs> so um, anyway, so that's what I want to write on and just helping uh, women to prepare themselves and their support systems and, or be validated with what they are going through. I love your topic. I mean, I think we could do several podcasts on your topic and I'm right there with you. And I have a 14 year old daughter, so I'm living in both worlds. It's amazing. Um, Anyway, next, Michelle, can you uh, tell me about the topic that you picked and why? Yeah, I kept mine simple because I think that it can be received very broadly. um, And I think that it can be very relatable, but everybody's experiencing it in different ways. So I chose creating impact. And the reason I chose that is for the longest time I've wanted, and I still do all the time, but I want to make an impacting difference. Uh, I've always had the purpose of wanting to uplift others. And I don't know why this started in me. I mean, from the time I think I could walk, I've always wanted to give so much of myself to others and make a difference. But over the years, you only have so much that you can give and you want to be able to both grow yourself personally and professionally. But also with that, my purpose has been to make an impact for others, whether that's in the educational setting, whether that's speaking at a conference that I volunteer to go to and give my time to. Um, And with that, helping others realize the difference between what their meaning is versus what their purpose is versus intention, which all kind of ties in with impact. We see it everywhere on labels of food items and everything has to have its own purpose and intention. And so we, especially 
those younger Gen Z millennials, everybody feels like they have to have their own purpose. And so kind of digging into why we have that. So it kind of all ties in with creating impact. Really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Amanda. Yes. So I chose, actually chose my keynote while I was standing on a beach in Malibu. (laughs) I had stood at that exact location exactly four years prior to that date. And I remember at the time um, I saw very differently. I saw life very differently. My, uh, I had just lost a husband. So I was grieving and so I decided to write this, this topic on flow. I feel like there's a lot of fear and anxiety in the world right now, and even maybe some boredom with what's going on in the world right now. So flow is kind of where that your skill and your challenges match each other. And um, I had a lot of challenges for those four years that between the first time I stood on the beach and the second time I stood on the beach. So um, I, I feel like this is something that hopefully will help other women, Um, you know, as a single mom now, flow is something that I've really come to appreciate. And I was, I was actually trained on this from an eye coach um, training. Anyway, so it's all about, about flowing with the waters of life instead of fighting the waters of life. You're terrifying my inner control freak, but I think that it's going to be a very powerful piece. Thank you. Larissa? My topic is goal setting. Um, It's all about goal setting and visualization. And my why for that is because I have always found a lot of success in goal setting. Um, Writing down a goal, setting tasks related to it, and then attacking that goal and accomplishing it or reassessing it and trying to set a new goal. Um, but yeah, checklist, task list, goals list, um, those are my jam. Those are what give me structure. Um, they help me to feel successful. It gives me a sense of control, kind of similar to what you were saying earlier. Um, and I want everyone to be able to feel that way. Um, so that is why I chose that topic specifically because I'll go through and I'll find an old journal and I'll be like, oh man, look, I, I completed that task. I completed that goal or I kind of forgot I had that as a goal and I did achieve it. So it, it always gives me a sense of completion uh, to see that I've achieved a goal. And so I want to help other people be able to feel that too, no matter how small they think that goal is, you know, every, every step that we take um, is a really big deal. So that's why I chose goal setting. Nice. I, I also really like it. And I like the contrast of you know, surrender and structure. I think that's, uh, that's also a really good balance because it is about balancing the two. So very, very cool. It was funny because when we, when we created the, the list of topics, and of course you can create your own topic beyond it, but the, the first concern was what if everyone picks the same topic and no one has picked the same topic? So we were like, you know, We'll just leave it open and let people write what they're passionate about. And, and as it turns out, there's, the, there's nothing but compliment, complimentary subjects. So that's really cool. Karen, tell me about your topic. So my overriding theme is really about self-compassion and how our self-compassion is jeopardized by issues and obstacles that we face, not only in our day-to-day lives, but also some of which are deeply ingrained within the fitness industry and the health industry. So I'm discussing issues like ageism and gendered ageism, body image. What if you don't look like what society thinks a fitness professional should look like? Or even really digging into the feelings of imposter syndrome. Now, like these are some tough issues to tackle and worse yet, there might not be any specific answers as some of this is completely beyond our control. But what I do want to discuss is the steps in not only identifying the issues and then outlining the possible thoughts, reflections, and finally actionable items. So these issues, they don't really have quick fixes. And in some cases, I don't think that we would ever be able to fight some of these really big ones. But what I'm hoping to do is light the fire 
because we are not a single voice. And the more people that experience any of these, not only can we support each other, but we can also make changes in the industry. Love that you're putting a floodlight on this. It, it, I, I'm, I'm very excited to read all of these. It's uh, super, super inspired. Melissa, bring us home. So for my um, topic, what I chose is mastering your mindset to meet your goals. So why did I choose it? I feel like that is something that is very, very relatable, something that I'm passionate about because I have gone through it. I go through it each and every time I have a new opportunity. Um, so I decided to hopefully be able to reach audiences that can you know, relate to me on this particular topic. So um, a lot of the times we need to have our mindset in the right space before you can actually reach a goal, you know, whether it's weight loss or whether it's you want to write a book, you have to have the right mindset. You have to have that belief system. So I chose to, to write about that. And um, in the last part of it, I am going to go through some actionable steps that, you know, one can take in order to, to kind of progress themselves through it. It is something that everyone would have to work through. It's not kind of like what you said earlier. It's not a um, quick a flip that you can just switch, you know, unfortunately. It's something that we all go through. Um, so I, I just thought that, you know, I feel very passionate about it. And hopefully I can show that passion through my writing. So. I have no doubt that we have a, a collection of wonderful, wonderful editorials. I'm I'm very, very excited. So Lindsay, do you want to tie a bow on it? I would be happy to. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for putting so much exquisite attention on caring for yourself by exploring this part of your interest and creating the time to do it. A lot of you alluded to the scheduling and the formatting and it working really well for you. And I think it's because you're committed. Um, the format might be there, but I also heard in each of you that this is a commitment to you and your future. So bravo for taking that bold step. And I know I can speak for the entire WIFA Waves community hearing you share about what's coming in your writing is just the tip of the iceberg um, in a very positive way. So please be on the lookout for these magical writers contributions coming your way very soon. And thank you to each of you for sharing your hearts with us today. Until then, we'll see you next time. Start at the beginning. Start with you. Weefa Lead. Leadership through elevation, awareness, and discovery. In a nutshell, it's 13 weeks plus you, a partner, and a community going on an intensely supported personal deep dive into who we are, why we're here, and how we are going to make the biggest impact possible. Sound big? It's a completely transformational program that we recommend for everyone, no matter the age, experience, or background. Join us for the next edition of the We Lead program.